Hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tag Tuesday. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We are two average girls. You are here listening to us. We are doing weird news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just get right into I'm it. I'm trying to just really Cliff's Notes version this whole thing. We have to slow down because we, we have been waiting to do this podcast today for the last hour or so. Mm, it seems like a long time. We but- had tech diffs. <laughs> tech diffs, people. It's a thing. All right. You want to go first? Okay. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with something whimsical. I love it. I need a little bit of good good vibes for okay. the day. You know how they say rainbows and unicorns? Love them both. And you just are, it just kind of makes you happy. Yes. Well, that's where we're going with this. Okay. This, it was at the end of last year. I, I ran across the story and it says animal control officials in Southern California have granted permission for a little girl to keep a unicorn at home, provided she follows the strict guidelines as follows. What country is this in? This is in Los Angeles, California. It, it is? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go on. And the headline reads, Los Angeles Animal Control Grants Unicorn License to Young Girl. Oh. Yes. This is where I'm saying maybe not everyone's a jerk. <laughs> that's it. I that's... seem to run into all of them, but now maybe I... I'm going to go back to humanity. There's some good. Okay. Okay. Glad to hear it. Rules are rules, but the animal control officials in Southern California have granted permission for a little girl to keep a unicorn at home, provided she follows the strict guidelines. The girl wrote to the Los Angeles County Animal Control Care Group this last week, and it says, Dear LA County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one. Oh, Okay. So just in case, just in case, just making sure, sure. Please send a letter to to my response. The director, the director, Marcia Medea, replied with a letter along with a pre-approved unicorn license, Aww. a heart-shaped license tag, and a plush toy unicorn. <sighs> Until Madeline finds a real one, photos of the license and Madeline's letter were posted on the agency's social media. The license letter included five conditions. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So you have to be responsible if you have a unicorn. Absolutely. Okay. Number one, the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in the Los Angeles County Code Title 10. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that means. No. But it doesn't it sounds, matter. Sounds like you probably have to be nice. Okay. Okay. Number two, the unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. Oh. See, this is it's, that's made, really made sweet. Me so yeah, happy. yeah, it's very sweet. The unicorn is fed one of its favorite treats. Oh, watermelon. Oh, at least once a week. Did you know that unicorns like watermelon? I had no idea. Okay, I had no idea. But I love watermelon. Why not? And I love unicorns. You're kind of a unicorn yourself. And you know, rainbows are my favorite color. Favorite. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. My my granddaughter and I have this thing. Yeah. What's Dee Dee's favorite color? Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> Uh, the unicorn horn must be maintained to, to be in good health at all times. This requires polishing it at least once a month with a soft cloth. Oh, like a microfiber. 
I would think you need a special microfiber, you know, can't snag. It right. needs to be very, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any sparkles or glitter used on the unicorn must be non-toxic sure. and biodegradable to ensure the unicorn's good health. Yes. And it has to be good for the environment. You know how we are in California. Absolutely. Next level. Medea commended Madeline for her sense of responsible pet ownership. I have to commend Marsha Medea. What uh-huh. is her position? The director of of Los, the animal uh, the Los Angeles County Animal Care and Control. Okay, so she's the director of animal control. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty powerful position here in Los Angeles. I mean, that's not that she doesn't mess to take the time out I to know. write that letter to I little know. Madeline. Good job, Ms. Medea. That's when really I, great. When I heard this, when I first read the headline, I mm-hmm. had to do a little bit of investigating to yeah. find it. You know, and I thought this is probably some cuckoo saying they have a unicorn oh. in their backyard. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they smoked something the night before, <laughs> they saw it, they want to make sure it's okay, I, whatever, yeah. or just whatever. Right. This is, you know, a support animal. <laughs> we got a support animal in the backyard and it happens to be a unicorn, people. But when I heard it was a little girl that wrote to her, yeah, that made me so happy. And she's like, just in case, I just want to prepare for any eventuality. Let, let me just say this. I Maybe this went in this direction. Mom, mm. can I have a horse? No. No, we can't have a horse. No, we have room. They're expensive. They're too much. Mm-hmm. The mess. But what if I find a unicorn? Can I have a unicorn? If you find one, you well, can I don't it. know if we're allowed to have a unicorn in our house in the backyard. It's kind of against the rules in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, it's not. Apparently, she took it into her own hands to find she out. She took it into her own hands. I love Madeline. I know. I love the whole story. So I thought it'd start out with something good. good. We always need something happy because the rest of my stories aren't quite this uplifting no i get it well i have an interesting story that is not good nor bad but it it's dealing with a child named madeline no way it is it's not as whimsical as a unicorn so let me just dive in you know the story of madeline mccann do you remember that story of madeline remind me okay madeline mccann was a british child who who went missing went missing yes Okay. okay while vacationing with her parents in portugal yes okay um there's been a little twisteroo. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The parents of Madeleine McCann have agreed to a DNA test for a Polish woman who believes that she is their daughter. Though even representatives for the young woman making the stunning claims admit that her, quote, background is messy, unquote. So wait. Let me continue. She might be alive? Yeah. She claims to be the missing child, Madeline McCann. How old is she now? We'll get to that. Okay, so Jerry and Kate McCann are the parents. Their three-year-old daughter, so she was three, when she disappeared in Portugal 15 years ago, almost 16 years ago. So let's just say this person would be 18 or 19. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Those poor poor parents. They've been through so much. But this is, yeah. It's rough. Okay, so they're following up on Julia Faustina's claim that she is the kidnapped toddler. Faustina, who is 21, which if you're kidnapped, they're going to fudge your documents. So, okay. She became an internet sensation this month after she started posting on social media under this handle. Uh, The handle is I am Madeline McCann. That's her handle. It's kind of, okay. That, That right there makes you go, what? Earlier this week, she updated her Instagram bio with Kate and Jerry McCann agreed to have a DNA test. 
she put that on her Instagram bio. One of her first Instagram posts, she writes that she does not remember most of her childhood or her early life except holidays in a hot place where there was a beach and very light colored buildings and or apartments. Many of her posts document apparent physical similarities between herself and Madeline, including a distinctive brown smudge on their on her iris, which is something that Madeline oh. had. There was a brown mark on her on the iris of her eye. That was one of the the the, the is she, distinguished. Has is she, is she been led to believe by somebody who took her that she has been adopted or that she is at all a missing? I mean. A lot of people have, I mean, did she look in the mirror and say, oh, I have this smudge on my eye. I must be this, this girl. Well, let's find out. Um, I have, this is what she says. I have similar eyes, shape of face, ears, lips. I had a gap between my teeth. Same gap as Madeline, she wrote in one of her posts. Um, I need to know the truth. I need a DNA test. And I need to talk with Madeline's parents. Please help me. This is nothing that she posted in other posts she points out that perceived resemblances between herself and the McCanns Madeline of Lancastershire Madeline who's from England was last seen sleeping alongside her infant siblings in her family's uh, vacation rental which was in Portugal that was May 3rd 2007 when Kate McCann checked on the kids around 10 p.m. she found the bedroom door and the window open and Madeline was gone there was a lot of scrutiny with that family. I remember yeah. seeing like datelines and interviews because they talked about how the officials there wanted to frame them or make mm-hmm. them seem like they had done something to the child mm-hmm. and killed the child, you know, buried the body somewhere, dumped him in the o- her in the ocean. Something bad had happened to her. Right, and it was the parents' fault. There's a really interesting documentary, and I don't know which platform it's on. Um, it's several episodes, and... Oh, the investigation is painful. The Portuguese investigators did such a bad job. That seems to be the MO for a lot of foreign, you know, I mean, they just don't have the experience. They don't have the manpower. They don't have the resources. There's also a corruption element in some of these other countries that we don't see quite as prevalent here. We we see some bad things going on. But nothing like that. No, not Uh -uh. not to that level, Uh -uh. hopefully. Uh -uh. So in her posts, she shared with the police sketch of the man, multiple witnesses say they saw carrying a child in the resort the night of Madeline's disappearance. They cover that in the documentary too. I recognize this person, she says, it looks very similar to my abuser, she wrote. So she has documented that she has been abused, which is what they're saying that like she has a very sad and interesting past. So it could be that she was sex trafficked Mm -hmm. or something bad had Mm -hmm. happened to her, which, oh my gosh. Well, it's unclear what kind of abuse she may have suffered. She makes references in her post to being victimized by, quote, a German pedophile. News that the McCanns are reportedly pursuing her claims, however, comes amid growing concern about the young woman's mental state. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You know, that's just... As a parent, though... Why not? I don't. I know. Why? I mean, why not? Why not give your DNA? Why not find out if you, if it's a match? You know, she may be unstable. Okay, you would be too, right? But also, let's just check that off the list. If she's not, if she's not our daughter, why don't we just get to the bottom of it? I kind of admire that. The men, the mental part of that, though, for them, uh, it's because this be. might be not the first time this kind of stuff has happened. No, I think that's this is not the first. This is just a very public thing. Uh, her mental health at this moment is not good said a spokesperson 
Um, she needs help. Her background is challenging and messy, as they said before. A representative for the parents from uh, Jerry and Kate McCann uh, could not immediately be reached. No comment from the parents. So, but they are going. They are going forward with the DNA test both themselves and and this young woman so we'll see we'll post pictures of this young lady she looks like she is the grown-up version really? of this darling little madeline mccann uh-huh she could that it could very easily be but you know and i don't mean to go way back in history but there are women who claim to be anastasia for years the lost princess of russia who but was that's a big different claim i mean but there's still mental there's a mental issue here that yeah. could be that she's just unstable yep. and she wants to be somebody that she's not or who knows but yeah I, I you could pretend to be a princess just in case by sheer fact that you might trick somebody into saying that who but knows i mean she also might want notoriety on instagram and she's getting followers yeah. and she's getting attention that's just not it's, great it's not healthy no but what a twist i know that's kind of crazy so we'll we'll see what happens you know those you can't fight dna you can't argue no. dna it's either true or it's not no you know so we'll see what happens it will prove whether or not she is yeah yeah we love stories out of florida oh <laughs> this is not one of those but it okay. could be okay usually when we are talking about stories we are that are involving alligators we go straight to florida it's usually florida and this one <laughs> is not but it involves an 88 year old woman uh-oh and a very large alligator oh no who won take a guess oh it wasn't grandma. it wasn't grandma okay go on no an 88-year-old woman was killed in an alligator attack in South Carolina on Monday, officials say. The second fatal attack in the state in 2022. Oh, geez. At least the fourth nationwide this year. Okay. Which made me go down a rabbit hole of, of? investigating alligator attacks. <laughs> because every time I go anywhere in the South, and I've never been to Florida. Okay. But I've been to, I've been to Hilton Head. Yeah. Which is where this takes place, basically. Oh, really? And I did a triathlon there. Oh. And I literally remember thinking, oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's an alligator there. Okay. Okay. Just sitting on the side of the road? We went and played We went and played golf uh -huh. in Georgia. Okay. There was alligators on the course. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> They're just out there. They're just out there. These That's prehistoric, fun. humongous beasts that eat people mm. are just there yep that's scary well so, yeah so anyway deputies in the Balford county sheriff's office were notified at 11 15 a.m about an alligator that looked as if it was standing guard oh. beside a human body <gasps> oh near a pond in sun city hilton head a gated adult community city city no just north of savannah oh mm-hmm yeah Emergency service workers were able to remove the woman's body around 1 p.m. Sheriff's office said in a news release she was identified as Nancy A. Becker. Mm -mm. Authorities said Becker, a Sun City resident, was gardening near a pond when she slipped into the water. That's all it takes. You just slip in. You slip. You're gardening. You're gardening. Nothing's safe. Nothing's safe. I mean, that is not right. The most pure-hearted thing you could be doing is gardening. 88. <laughs> She's lived this much of a life. 
You've got to be kidding me. That's what she was thinking. You've got to be. I've put up with all this crap Can for you imagine? eight years. I've gone through everything, and now this is going to take me down. Yep. Officials said the alligator was nine foot eight inches and nine foot eight inch male. It was removed from the oh. pond Monday afternoon and then euthanized. Oh Wait, yeah. So she was laying next to it. It didn't take her down into the pond. I don't and do understand the, it. The spin. I don't understand it. It killed her. She, and oh, I think it must have tried to t- eat her and couldn't. It was only nine feet. I mean, that's it's, a big alligator. But that's after I. I'll explain. I okay. did a deep dive. Okay. You know. Um, <clears throat> They said that when she left the scene, when the officials left the scene with the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, they were still trying to capture the alligator. Alligator attacks, they say, are very rare. Oh, no, they're not. Okay, American alligators, what we know about them. Okay, I went down about this attack. It says every major U.S. alligator attack that happened in 2022, there was four fatalities Okay, in 2022. That doesn't seem bad. Between 1948 and 2000, there was 376 injuries from alligators. Got it. And 15 fatalities have Mm. resulted from alligator attacks in the United States. Okay. Florida alone reported 14 fatalities and 334 injuries related to alligator attacks, making the alligator mecca of the United States. There's a lot of meccas that it's a mecca that Florida can claim. Lots. There's a lot of things they can yeah. claim. Although alligator attacks are few and far between on an annual basis, alligators are still creatures that people should be wary of. Most of this is taken out of the fact that people provoke the freaking alligators. Oh. So the major alligator attacks of 2022. On May 31st, a man named Sean McGinnis was killed viciously by an alligator attack in Largo, Florida. McGinnis was known for searching throughout Taylor Lake for Frisbees for golf discs, hoping to resell the discs. We talked about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of the guys. Yeah. We're like, leave the $7 disc alone. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. He died. (laughs) Sorry. Um... (laughs) I'm not laughing about no. this, but within, within one month of McGinnis's attack, another man passed away during the alligator attack in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. On March 24th, Michael Bernstein, who was 75 years old. Mm-mm. These poor people. This is also where the old people go. It's to. a Mecca. Yeah. It's an old people <laughs> Mecca. Was innocently standing by a pond when an alligator launched oh. from the water and pulled him under. Yeah. Yeah. That's not That's what good. they do. On July 15th, an 80-year-old Rosemary Weingard fell into a pond. Lady. Which was infested by alligators close to her home. What are you doing walking near the pond at 80? You know there's alligators in there. Yeah. Two, two bystanders noticed some alligators splashing around, and that's how they knew that this happened. You Do you think if you live in Florida and you just disappear, they don't really search for you? They just chalk it up to an alligator ate you? I don't know. I, 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 all I know, all I know is that when I saw the alligators, I stayed away. But I think what happens in Florida is that they're so prevalent, people get complacent about it because they're usually just chilling. They're usually just chilling. Yeah, unless they're really hungry. Who can tell a chill alligator from one that's hungry? They they look. I the don't same. want to get close enough to tell you. That's what I'm saying. When I did my triathlon, uh-huh. I just remember we were at this hotel. And out on the lawn, and I think I might have told the story already, but... Tell it again. I'm going to tell it again, because it's still with me, and it's a little bit of a... It's a little scary still to me. 
were out there and you can see them. There's ponds at, at hotels, right? That's so pretty it is. See, I think in Florida, you shouldn't have that. No ponds allowed. Well, like just they, get rid they of... found alligators in pools. Uh, They'll just like, it's a do... body of water. Got to go. Yeah. Let's go. Anyway, I remember seeing them. Uh-huh. And Hot's friend with John was with him, who is from the South. And they acted like it was no big deal. Well, of course, Hod wanted to go see the alligator up close. Sure. And he got closer and closer. And all I could think of was the one thing that I remember somebody told me at one point. You know, like if you encounter a bear, you should, I'm not sure what you Make yourself to. big. Or make yourself big or you make know, yourself tree. small. I don't know what you do. Do you climb a tree? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what you do. I don't know. But I would run. But that's just me. I don't think you're supposed to do that. But with an alligator, you do run, but you run in a zigzag. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. They makes can't sense. go that way. They can't zigzag. Well, they can't. Their eyes only see you straight. Like they don't have the perfect, like they just go, go, go. And they're, that is awkward for them. So all I kept thinking is, run in a zigzag, yeah. honey, run in a zigzag. <laughs> well, they didn't attack him. No, they didn't. But the next morning we get up in the middle of the morning to go to our thing and it's dark. We have to ride our bikes to the event. There's freaking alligators out they're like toads sitting on the road right they're they just, just there they're just out yeah uh, oh no no what no, if you no. I, I, just the whole thing is just just not great <laughs> <laughs> understatement it again many of the the 17 and a half percent 17.4 percent of alligator attacks in the state of florida occurred because people agitated or provoked sure and they're probably not real Floridians. They're people visiting from out of town and like poke it or something. I don't know. The majority of the alligator attacks occur during the summer months between June and August as gall- alligators are most active during these times. I read again in the deep dive that I did. Mm-hmm. Alligators, love. they tend to be in warm water. Mm-hmm. When they are in warm water, mm-hmm. they're active. When okay. they're in cold water, when the water gets cold, they're dormant. Okay. Do they hibernate? They don't hibernate. But they, they just... They, aren't as hungry they're not as active they also aren't mating during that time and when it's warm they are so when they're (sighs) and when they do that they're looking for a new home and you get into a place to get protective it's just not good so here's the deal stay away from florida sure in hilton head and if you're over the age of 70 don't walk by any water don't what are you doing grandma i don't know i don't know so attacks are for a year i was really expecting to see like 500 attacks a year no and it's not that many, but the ones you hear about, it just seems bad. They end badly. Yeah, there's no me versus the alligator. No, the alligator wins every time. Yeah. No. Especially when you're 88. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Everything's trying to kill you when you're 88. Yeah. All right. I'm. Let's move on. <laughs> I, oh, the alligator's so upsetting. My last two stories have to do with funerals, but oh. this is amazing. Oh, this it's an amazing funeral? This is, you're going to love it. Oh, good. This comes to us from Yahoo News. Funerals tend to be gloomy occasions, but one family had something sweet in mind for their late grandmother. The family's matriarch, who happened to be a huge fan of M&M's, was buried in an M&M-themed casket. Oh my gosh. We're going to show you the the picture. You won't believe it. A TikTok slideshow from... (laughs) 
<laughs> from the funeral, which has received just shy of 5 million views, shows family members sporting colorful M&M-themed hats and t-shirts as they pose for photos next to the custom-built casket. On the casket is a large blue M&M with its eyes closed and arms placed across its chest. Oh my gosh. One I, of those stuffed ones? No, it's hard. It's a it's, hard... It's like a plastic? It's plastic, yeah. Beneath the large M&M hands are dozens of small, little, like a bite-sized M&M with names of family members etched on them. In the caption uh, of the TikTok, the woman's grandson, a gentleman named Scott Roundtree, revealed that the family loved the casket. Roundtree also confirmed via response to the commenter's question that there were M&Ms inside the casket oh. with grandma Aww. as well. Her name, the, dis, the the lady who was buried, her name was Mary Esther Stocks Martin Gailey. There's been a lot of like online chatter, you know, Twitter and all this stuff commenting because they, the family has been very good about posting pictures and everybody's sort of standing around the casket. It's really quite cute. So Lisa Richardson um, posted on Twitter, thank you for sharing. Her name was Mary Esther Stocks Martin Gailey, and my husband Tom is the one who built her the casket. We will miss her greatly. She was fun, fun right up until the end, and this is the casket that she designed for herself with oh. her son. Oh. And so we've got pictures. Um, she was 30 years. Uh, she... She spent 30 years as a teacher. Her students would bring her M&Ms and small M&M toys, which resulted in a large M&M collection. The casket is a tribute to the over 5,000 students that she taught throughout her career. She will be so greatly missed. And I'm going to show Denise a little photo. Oh my gosh. It's super cute. That's super cute. We'll post that. So if if you can somehow make your funeral fun and memorable. Do it. You know what? It doesn't have to be all sad. We had a friend who died a little prematurely. He was he wasn't in good health, but no one expected to you know for him to pass as quickly as he did. And the funeral was a normal sort of funeral, but the graveside was sort of where everyone let loose. They got to share their memories of their friend, and the entire time a Led Zeppelin was playing. Oh my! Gosh. Because that was his favorite band. And everyone was just sort of laugh crying because it was like, this is such a great tribute and it's a little irreverent and isn't that a, you know, isn't that yeah. a great thing? It made everybody feel a little bit better. Anyway, you know, if you have the opportunity to plan your funeral, would you? Um, I guess if I, if, if it comes to that, I don't really care. I'm going to be gone. So the funeral's for the living. Right. But it also is for how you want them to be, you to be remembered. Listen, I'm going to be remembered by my attitude here on earth, not by me Ooh. being in a box. Ooh. So. That can't be good for me sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying that your good works will shine through. It doesn't matter. It's true. It doesn't matter if they're playing Led Zeppelin at your funeral. It is for the living, but you remembered that one because mm-hmm. it was a fun, loving, mm-hmm. it was a it was a celebration of life almost at that point. His wife is the one that said, this is what, we can have a serious funeral because people, she understood that. that that grief was part of the process. You have to sort of grieve. But also, we're done with the day of grief and let's end it with something really fun. And this yeah. is what he would have wanted. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. He didn't plan that. She said this is what he would have wanted. So whatever makes everybody feel comfortable, feel free to do. Right. I, I know, give you permission. I know people who have outline them and you know that's kind of a control thing i feel like okay i'm gonna go out on a limb i don't trust those people <laughs> <laughs> here's what 
here's what I want at my funeral. Just playing two average girls back to back podcasts. <laughs> That's all I want. Torture the audience. <laughs> Torture everybody. Wow. That is hilarious. That okay. is hilarious. Well, um, did you have you ever wanted to go to Australia? Yeah, I do. I, I would be interested. I used to want to go there. But every time I hear about Australia, well, first of all, after the pandemic, I just got, eh, during because the pandemic. they were such lockdown freaks? They just act weird. <laughs> like, they went next level crazy. Don't judge a country based on their actions during COVID. I'm just saying, it was too much. It was like... I have to judge that. I'm still judging our country. We're still dealing with it. I digress. <laughs> but after that, I, I mean, every time you talk about something from Australia, it seems like it's going to kill you. Oh, everything in Australia wants to kill right. you. Right. Even the UV is like really, really strong. <laughs> the sun like, wants this, to kill you. It's got you. a hole in that side of the, you know, over there. And yeah. it's a whole thing. But right. so this is the... This, well, I'm not even going to tell the headline. Okay. A woman in Australia got quite a wild surprise. Uh-oh. After mixing up her Golden Retriever's faux Tasmanian Devil plush toy with the actual real Tasmanian Devil. What? Mm-hmm. That's a real thing? There's like, a that's Tasmanian a- Devil. <gasps> Here it is. That's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's not great. <laughs> it's called a devil for a reason. But the Tasmanian devil that we know, the cartoon version, he's funny. He's lovable. He's he's there's some good qualities about him. That that no. There's that, nothing. See the teeth? Oh. And this is why again, I don't <laughs> want to go there. Okay. Cuz if this is in her home, like this is at her house. That there's thing one came, of those. It uh-huh. came in. Okay. On Wednesday evening inside her home in Hobart, Australia, on the island state of Tasmania. Sure, sure, sure. It's called the Tasmanian Devil. Sure. It's real. That's where they hail from. That's where they come from. Mm -hmm. Um, Kristen Lynch went to reach for what she thought was her pup's trinket Mm -hmm. when it suddenly raced away. Thank goodness. Because it could have gone another direction towards her or bit her, right? Baring its teeth. Because you see these teeth. I see the teeth, yeah. I went to reach for it and Uh the devil shot underneath the couch. She told the Guardian, the Guardian, the Tasmanian devil is the world's largest carnivorous marsupial according to the national geographic it can grow to around the size of a large house cat that's pretty big i've seen some cats and when they say large house cat i'm thinking big that's That's it's the biggest looking rat with the biggest looking angry face Mm -hmm. and teeth you've ever seen yeah utterly shocked at the discovery lynch let out a scream that woke up her entire family who rushed to see what had caused the uproar yeah to get rid of the furry intruder, Lynch's husband carefully escorted the Tasmanian devil who's known to fly into a rage when threatened by a predator. Well, you think? Yeah. Me too. You know, when the reason that the Tasmanian... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Out of their home using a broom. Okay. And meanwhile, Lynch and her children gathered atop the kitchen table yeah. with bated breath as he shooed out the creature. I've done that when there was a rat in the house before. You shoot it? I screamed on top of a table. Oh, on top of a table. <laughs> I was like on a chair, like one of those weird ladies. Yeah, well, yeah. Because they run around and all you can think of is what if it gets to me and like jumps up me? Bites me, jumps up my leg. just jump up on you, like mm-hmm. to crawl up you, like they got to get out and they think you're like, the possibility is you. Right, they're wrong. It's, your mind leaves you when these things happen. <laughs> this little tiny rodent is not really a threat, but for some reason your brain can't p- compute. I disagree. That I, thing, that thing bites you. 
Well, it's this Tasmanian no- devil, if this thing bites you... It's nothing but this tetanus is, shots yeah. for the rest of your life. If you don't just... I mean, I, I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> we were concerned that if she or he was cornered and scared that it would bite someone. Yeah. Yeah. Lynch told the outlet, I got the fright of my life, but to be honest, I think the poor thing was more terrified of us. Okay. The Guardian also shared a clip taken by Lynch and the wild animal rustling around her home no. and scurrying underneath the tables and chairs in their dining room. The young devil did not appear to hurt anything, according to Lynch. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I hate it all. Yeah. Let me just... <clears throat> as far as the day, as the devil wound it up in their house, the pet owner said that she believes the animal made its way into the house, which is located beside an undeveloped bushland. See, again... Bushland, you start talking like that, and there's other things like snakes and big spiders. <laughs> they have everything that kills you. Like if there's a snake, it's gonna kill you there. It's not just like, oh, that's a nice looking snake. No, they kill you there. By following their family's new puppy, Gecko, inside after the pet went outdoors for a bathroom break. The devil likely got through the fence behind the ge- behind Gecko and walked in through the door that we leave open for her. So she can still, because she's still potty training. And so this, that's what you get when you live in Australia next to a bushy area and you leave your gate open. On the island of Tasmania. On the island of Tasmania. What do you think is happening on the island of Tasmania? There's Tasmanian devils, which that's right. I just thought was really a cartoon. No, no. I knew that there was a Tasmanian devil, but I didn't really know. I didn't ever hear of any interaction with people we don't have a great education on the tasmanian devil we don't have a lot of education on a lot of things and this is one of them that i again it's not great it's not <laughs> it's not a great it's not a great look for an animal it's not a great look for it being in your home denise is angry and disappointed all I'm, at once i'm, I'm really dismayed really she's it's very re- upset at the really, australians it's just i don't understand it <laughs> So if you're down under, nothing against you. I know your place is beautiful. I get it. I want to see a kangaroo. I want to see a koala. But even that. Both of them are mean. Again, I've seen what <laughs> kangaroos can do when they're escaped, when they're scared. Yeah. Or they steal like a dog. Did you see that? No. The guy. He stole a dog? There was a kangaroo in Australia. Why would they steal a dog? He grabs the dog because they're they're out of their minds. <laughs> he grabs the dog and starts hopping away. And the owner, this totally like young, buffed out guy, starts yelling at it. The, the kangaroo has the dog in the hand, turns around and looks at the guy. The guy walks up to it, punches it square in the face. The guy, the kangaroo drops the dog. The dog runs away. And these two, the kangaroo and the guy, are standing there like in a standoff, fists I've, up. I've seen kangaroos do that to other kangaroos. This was man versus kangaroo, and the man won. But that kangaroo was mean. Why was it taking the dog? They don't eat that kind of stuff. Do they? I don't know what they... What does a kangaroo I, eat? I don't know what it eats. Maybe it wanted a pet. I, maybe it wanted to put it in its pouch. Maybe. It doesn't have its own joey. <laughs> It had Joey that's, Envy. That's what it is called. A okay. Joey. So, I, yes, that's The whole true. thing is weird. The kangaroo is a weird animal. It's a weird animal. I've seen on America's Funniest Home Videos. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen those? There, All of a sudden, you'll be sitting there. There's like a kangaroo that just jumps through this bar. <laughs> just like, it's like another day in Australia. It's like a, just a feral cat. Hello, mate. Yeah. Like, come on in for a, 
for a brew. Like, what is going on Put in Australia? Another shrimp on the Barbie. I think literally the UV is like, I don't know. It's making just, everyone insane. It's making everything poisonous and scary. <laughs> the tail of a kangaroo is so weird. The, the whole kangaroo's weird. The he- kangaroo's a weird animal. It's a weird animal. I think we can agree on that. But it's pretty cute. No, it's, they're it cute. Unless it tries to steal your dog or unless it tries to punch you out. stealing your dog. Again, let's just stay here in the States. I we love down under god bless america <laughs> <laughs> all right this is my final story and and as promised it's another funeral story we're going to go to amsterdam one of my favorite places Ooh. in amsterdam it is estimated that at least a dozen people die alone and unclaimed by relatives every year Ooh. a dozen people that's sad this could be an array of different people including those who are homeless perhaps undocumented victims of crime those who overdose on drugs maybe babies who are abandoned older oh. residents living alone that it simply passed from national natural causes but at least a dozen people a year are unclaimed dutch artist and poet frank starrick feeling deeply moved by the sense of tragedy left by somebody being unclaimed created what's called the lonely funeral poems for the anonymous dead Uh these lonely funerals as they're called uh, are typically held with a group of pallbearers a designated civil servant and the poet himself Wow. This poet has no relation to the deceased. Doing extensive research about those who have died, sometimes with nothing more than a short police report, physical features, or other small details given by neighbors, in order to produce a poem memorializing their life. Lonely funerals bring comfort to the living in the idea that there is always someone looking out for you, even in death. That is really a sweet story. Isn't that great? That is. And you know, I would have to say, and I, I don't want to say it in a general sense, but I'm going to. Okay. I feel like Europeans are a little more sensitive and kind-hearted like that. Really? I don't know. I think so. I, okay. I mean, he's just, well, he's a poet, so he's got some he's sensitivity yeah. you know, about him. He's not the average guy. No. He's so, not an average man, but that's really kind. Isn't that sweet? That's really doing something for the good uh, of, yeah. of just like humankind. Well, and the person's dead, so they don't know. He's not getting it. But maybe they do. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're not doing it for the accolades of the person. You're doing it because it's it's a really lovely thing to do. And it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. There's a lot. I mean, that they would just be unclaimed and mm-hmm. no one would. That's it. So he goes through the whole process of trying to find out just a tiny bit of information. Maybe they've got a tattoo. Maybe they are, are an undocumented immigrant. You can find out where they originally came right. from. So hats off to Dutch artist and poet Frank Starrick. He's doing the Lord's work. And I do mean literally. You can also look up. Um, the Lonely Funeral Project, I think it's called. Yeah, it's the Lonely Funeral Project. Um, just do a Google search for it, and it tells you a bunch of information about the folks who he's helped serve. That is really, it's really kind of cool. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to end on the uh, another story from Europe. I love it. This We're time in Europe. Is let's, Germany. Well, let's stay here. Yeah, let's German. Let's be German. Let's for be a German for a moment. Let's just do that. Okay. Actually, I am part German. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I don't know if it's always been the greatest thing to admit that. Why not? Right now it is. So, German man who found a lost check worth more than $4 million. Wait, someone wrote a check for $4 million? Is this $4 million on it? $4 million inside a bag of Har- the Haribo. Oh, Haribo sweet bears. Giants. Oh. Is disappointed when the company's cheap reward. So he wait. So you go to the store, you buy yourself some gummies. Sure, Haribo. Haribo. Okay. Yeah. And they're the sweet giants. 
Okay. I don't know what that is. I think they're the big guys. They're the big humongous mm-hmm. ones. We don't really have those here. Not so much. No. You can find those in Europe and you can find them in specialty candy stores. Every gas station in Europe. Yeah. So he goes in there and he buys this bag. Okay. And he opens it up and there's a check inside of it. Inside the bag of gummies? Yeah. Inside the bag. Okay. He was, he was rewarded just over $6 for returning a $4.5 million check. Wait, six dollars? Six dollars. So they're giving him the price of the Haribo bears that he bought. Like this is here's what you get. Sorry for your inconvenience. What? Where? Okay, go on. I'm sure. Like I guess they probably put a stop notice on that payment anyway, and they thought, well, what's the difference? They could have really used this as a marketing tool, couldn't they have? Oh wait, they look stupid. No, someone in accounting is not doing their job. Is this a Haribo check? Yes. Oh no! It's okay. a Haribo check. Got and, it. Well, it's it's written. Let's just go on. Okay, I'm sorry. The check was reportedly issued to Haribo from a supermarket group. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So this is a check they needed to deposit. Yeah, they did. So <laughs> listen, uh, six dollars is a cheap, yeah, a real cheap deal. Yeah, they got off easy. Not that he could have cashed that or anything, but no. The check was reportedly issued to Harbo from a supermarket group and was inexplicably misplaced. Okay. Duh. What? I don't... <laughs> how does it go from being misplaced to inside the... The it, packaging. The packaging department. So many questions. They're, what happened? They're not keeping it tight there at the Harbo factory. Kind of makes you wonder what else is inside those bags. Maybe a Tasmanian devil. You don't <laughs> this know. This is Germany. Oh, Sorry. Germany. We're not looking at that okay. bratwurst. There could I be. don't <laughs> bratwurst. I don't know. I opened my gummy bears and found a bratwurst. <laughs> that would be a surprise. What a great day. <laughs> okay. You might have other problems if that's what you find. Maybe. Can. There was such a large sum on it that I couldn't even pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. He told the local media outlet. Oh. Um, he contacted Haribo and was told by the company attorney to destroy the check and send photographic proof showing that he had com- com- um, complied with the order. Okay. So he's basically showing the, the check all, you know. Yeah, torn up. Whatever. The 38-year-old did so and sent and sent a box containing the six bags of Haribo candy. He was sent six bags of Haribo candies several days later, which he said thought it was a bit cheap. So <laughs> he got $6 worth of candy. Oh, my god! Is what he got. And he believes he saved the company millions. Well, he saved him a lot of trouble. Really. He sa- saved him a headache for sure. A representative from Haribo disagreed, telling local media outlets that the that the nobody but the company could have uh, redeemed it yeah as it was named on the check well yes of course but still yeah we know we get it we get it yeah but you can't like i don't know send him like 50 dollar <laughs> gift card <laughs> isn't this an opportunity for haribo to go completely willy wonka hey you buy our candy you might find a golden ticket or you might find a check or you might and then start sticking stuff in there or at least just saying hey it was a mistake but this guy did a great job so guess yeah. what we're gonna do yeah we're gonna give him a tour of the factory and yeah. then we're going to give him you know a life supply of candy oh my gosh i want a tour of the horrible factory that's what i'm saying i don't know you might find more than you bargained for when you go there <laughs> It's in Germany. Yeah. Um, it was a standard package that we send a thank you, said the Haribo. Can- they told the Daily Mail. It was a standard package. Really? Yeah. You send a standard package to somebody who's just found a three million over a $3 million check? 
It's, I'm sorry. I need more than just like a, you I'm know, just saying, a this fruit is, bouquet or I, whatever. It's like the German-based company is one of the most recognizable gummy candy brands worldwide with an estimated revenue value between 1.7 and $2 billion per year. Yeah, we love our gummies. How about you give them something more than six bucks worth of candy, people? They're, you know what? It's the Germans. They don't have a good sense of humor, maybe. Sorry. Well, the Germans are very fiscally responsible Well, they in the big scheme. They absolutely are. They are. I, I mean, mean, and this might be why. They're cheap. <laughs> I'm just saying, not all of you Germans are cheap. I'm just saying that this candy company might be. And I bought a lot of candy from this company. You are a horrible fan, I have noticed through the years. I really am. Yeah, the gummies. The gummy colas. Oh, she loves her gummy colas. Can't get enough. She started me on the gummy colas. I, I didn't have a gummy cola till I met Denise. And I haven't even eaten those for a long, long time. But when I get on a rant on one of those, mm-hmm. I just like buy six bags at a time and then just kind of nibble on them here and there in the golf cart or wherever I'm at and driving to work or whatever. Have you ever found anything but a gummy cola in the bag? No. Okay. No, thank you. Well. I'm glad. The Haribo company <laughs> says you're welcome. <laughs> Wouldn't matter if I did. They, they wouldn't do anything. They for wouldn't me. do anything. No, no. I, they, they'd have to ship it to the United States, which would just that would go. Can you imagine though if that made its way out of Germany? What if that had been shipped into? Who knows? I just I I get that they couldn't have done the check, but listen, there's a lot of fraud going on, and there's a lot of people that could have taken these numbers, changed things around. I yeah. don't know. In the wrong hands, that could have got that could have been a disaster. I'm just saying, no matter what, it makes you look like you're dumb. One way or the other. Doesn't you, look great. You got rid of a check for $4 million you couldn't find. It went into the packaging some way. How it made it way happen? to a, a bystander who contacted you yeah. because he was being honest. Right. And wanted to do a good deed. Right. And probably thought, hey, I'm going to get a reward for a $4 million check and That's, got $6 worth of candy. Here's what I picture. Is that thing like the the manufacturing of the Haribo and the putting them in the bag is downstairs. It's a big open warehouse. Upstairs is where all the offices are. Someone walked out of their office from the accounting department. That thing slipped out of a folder and just who maybe I, I flew I'm, down. I'm, I'm recognizing where you're going with this because I'm I'm thinking the same thing and I'm just wondering or maybe somebody did it on purpose. Maybe how does a check get into a sealed bag of gummy bears? Maybe a disgruntled employee is angry and gives their friend down in packaging this check and says stick it in there oh, screw them that is malicious look I'm at you saying. getting dark i'm just saying i like it we watch a lot of stuff on television and i can i can go there you get, <laughs> and you do <laughs> and i have to say i do yeah regularly oh my goodness so sorry for that outburst <sighs> i of... loved it no i loved every second of it all right this has uh, been two average girls you've been listening to weird news i'm ann police and i'm denise cooper we'll see you next time Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.